Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff and sometimes we don't, but we're not striving to make objective value judgments or be professional critics or tastemakers. We encourage you to interact with the stuff that we hate. Uh, if you like it, go buy records, go see bands. The format of the show is also very simple. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. Everything is listener submitted. We roll some dice and we randomly select usually between five and seven bands per episode to listen to. It's also been brought to my attention. This is actually probably a thing I'm just going to I'm going to instate here and make this standard for the rest of the episodes moving forward is at the end of every episode I do, you know, housekeeping shit like many podcasts do. However, uh, for people that don't listen to the end of the show, they yeah. may never know the email address at which you could submit yeah. music. You used to try to mention Patreon subscribers, too. Yeah, sure. I did used to do that, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> I used to do a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to do that again soon. Um, I mean, to be fair, our Patreon has been mostly static. You know, yeah. it's like we got we have like a nice roster of people that are comfortable giving us money. Right. Um, well, we haven't, we haven't been very active on it. So. No, we have not been as active as we could. Uh, we're 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 at about a we're about at one point five a month. We're gonna do better. Where than we that. You're, we are striving to be at a solid two a month. A solid two, yeah, at least. Yeah, at least, sure. Um, so if you want to submit music to us, it's demolistenpodcast at gmail Just make sure the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. And I'm just gonna tell you that at the top of every episode from now on, so that if you don't listen to the voicemail section of the show, which many of you do not. Uh, you'll still have a nice little reminder of where you can send music in. And we encourage you to do it, even though it will be months until we arrive uh, at, at your submission. That's just the nature of the show yeah. that we do. It is yeah. what it is. You well, know? we're going to try to try to correct that. We're going to, well, well, we'll try our best, certainly, yes. I, I don't know how, how much we can course correct that without also kind of uh, sacrificing uh, some of the, not integrity of the show, but like sacrificing uh, a bunch of the free content that is submitted to us for this show. Mm. Uh, just a reminder that we do, uh, this is about as low an effort podcast as you could hope yeah, to not really. stumble upon. We put, we put some work in. We put a little don't, bit of work don't, in. Don't give away the game. <laughs> yeah, sure. Don't yeah. give away the game. We do put Trust a little, we put a little work in. We, uh, breaking our fucking balls over <laughs> yeah, here. For sure. We're, we're breaking a sweat. Um, we, I mean, Hey, we're recording two nights in a row. We could be, my girlfriend wanted and to watch. we're recording tomorrow. And we're recording, to, uh, well, the Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, sure. Well, tomorrow to the people listening right. to this show, right? Yeah. I forget the, you know, time stuff. Uh, so I don't have any point. I just saw you yesterday. I don't have anything to say, really, other than the fact that last night we did record uh, a new Patreon episode where we're listening to, band, or like, releases from uh, the year, year in hardcore 1981. 
just bringing a bunch of stuff to the table. It's a huge year for it. The only thing I can say is I think I'm going to be, my standards are going to be a little bit more exacting this episode because I, I've been, I was listening to uh, the Offenders mm -hmm. LP on the way over here. Mm -hmm. I've been watching Minor Threat videos all week. Mm -hmm. We talked on the Patreon episode a lot about how it's genuinely remarkable that a lot of those people were inventing that music in essentially a vacuum and were like 18 years old. So I'm going to, I'm going to expect a lot from the bands tonight. Yeah. And it's kind of had me thinking about it too. Like I was listening to Cheetah Chrome motherfuckers today yeah. and, um, you know, of course, been absorbing a lot of, of like first wave stuff. Sure. Um, and it's crazy how many of those bands, and, and I think that this is probably, you know, this speaks, um, this speaks well of uh, the modern era plus the past. Sure. How many of those bands, like we listened to Necros, you know, IQ, IQ 32. Mm hmm that sounds like it could have come out today. And the fix. I yeah, said, the fix. I, I said the room. fix in yeah. particular. I was like, yo, that sounds like it could be an 11 p.m. Today, Absolutely. 100%. Right? Yeah. And um, that's, I think, I, I think that that's not necessarily um, a discrediting statement to bands of today. No, I don't think so. It's, it's, if, if anything, <laughs> it might be a little discrediting to like the innovative capacity of hardcore. Well, yeah, of course. Because I don't want you. Right. Like, like we were just listening to yeah. some bizarro hardcore as usual before we started the show tonight. Sure. And and it was like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. Like, what even is this at all? Right. 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 Well, it's one of those things. It's like the catch 22 of, of subgenre and stuff. We've talked about it like with rap as well as somebody who is, I've been like a lifelong fan of, of rap and hip hop, not to the extent that I am with like punk and metal, but still a pretty big one. And uh, we've talked amongst ourselves before about how a lot of modern iterations of rap to me seem to have have gone far afield enough to be a distinct genre and there are plenty of old head rappers and producers who feel the same way uh and you know that's that is the catch-22 of subgenre because mm -hmm. like as soon as you innovate beyond a certain point it becomes a different thing yeah and it kind of loses the plot it loses the plot and and you know we talked about it too that's kind of you know, sonically, whatever, whatever the fuck you might call turnstile. Sure. You know, that has, it's come up several times now. So it's the fact that neither one of us said we don't give a shit. Right. Sure. Right. It's come up several times between you and I, whatever you want to think about turnstile, like it's lost the fucking plot by the time it shows up on, you know, Jimmy Kimmel. Of course. Sure. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that is, it's, it's a strange, I mean, it's just like a strange dynamic that is ever in play in subculture music and, and not just music, but in art and stuff too. Like at what point do you become too successful to be like an artist's artist? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? All that stuff. How do you strike a balance between making a living, doing the thing you love and uh, maintaining the integrity of it, particularly if the thing that you're doing is innately counterculture mm -hmm. and aims explicitly to be against most things. Right. You know, that is a, it's a weird thing. And so, yes, the innovation is also a, uh, is also a casualty of that mindset. Mm -hmm. And like, even you, like even nineties hardcore, right? Like, I mean, there are plenty of people, even in your general age demographic or like a little bit older who were just there for the eighties who to them, like, Earth Crisis, Dead Guy, all of that stuff isn't hardcore. Yeah, like, I period, think mostly it's know? older guys than me. Just a little bit, yeah. You know, like, like five, five ten, years. Five, yeah. ten years older than me, yeah, for right? Sure. That were there for the 80s. Because, you know, most guys that are my age, 
that are in the hardcore, that was kind of their introduction. I sure. Say. Yes. Yeah, right. Absolutely. At some point in the nineties. Yeah. So there's plenty of dudes, like I said, just barely older than you that to them, that's not, even that is too far afield stuff that I, you who were there for it and like cut your teeth on it and me looking back in retrospect and catching the tail end of that would consider sort of quintessential and definitive hardcore of the last 30 years to them doesn't even meet that definition. Mm -hmm. So then you also have that massive conversation that is forever unfurling and being had in circles amongst pedantic assholes uh, like ourselves about what even constitutes like the borders of your chosen subgenre. It's a whole mess. It means nothing. I'll tell you what constitutes the borders. What I like. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly right. right. What I like. Yeah, I draw. I draw the border at what I like. Yes, that's right. exactly. That's exactly right. My my borders are are even more arbitrary than uh, the borders of uh, states and countries. That's right. I just draw them wherever I feel like. It, right. You know. Right. Right. We're not even drawing it on resources. No, no, no. Or there's no economic. It's just. Yeah. I like this. I don't like this. If I like it and, and it hits me right, then it's hardcore. And if it rubs me the wrong way, then it isn't. Right. You know what I mean. Right. Uh, I. I, I think this is this is a time when it, it's imperative that I restate that it's important not to take our opinion seriously and understand that yes we we realize that we are speaking extemporaneously about these things and not putting a lot of thought into it and also even though I quote unquote care about this stuff I don't care about it you know what I mean I care about it immensely but in the sense that I don't care about it in a way that I feel as if it's important. Like there are people who will, who will make the assertion that it's uh, quote unquote important that we are able to define these things with like a certain degree of consistency and rigidity and like mm. that these things have an a priori importance, philosophical mm. importance. And I just like it and think it's cool. Again, and again, reflecting back in 81. Yeah. If you think that, yes, you've lost the plot. For, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, that's uh, that's all I really had to say up top. Okay. I'm, I'm I haven't seen, I, I, I saw you yesterday, you know, no. not much, not much ever goes on. Uh, saw a goiter this week. Haven't seen a goiter in a long time. Saw a goiter in person. A real honest to God goiter. Okay. Like on a face, on a neck? On a neck. On you a know, neck. Like on the neck. Sure, yeah, yeah. Like, that was weird. Yeah, sure. It's not a thing you usually see in uh, a country that has iodized salt. Not usually. And like stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But there it was. Yeah, okay. That was pretty interesting. Yeah, cool. That's about that's about that's about the most interesting it's happened thing that's happened to me. A little you medical know? anomaly. Yeah, I mean, you know, I do my plant shit, I do my bio, you know, my my, my, my outdoor shit, but no one gives a shit. But like that was that was weird. Yeah, sure. I haven't seen a goiter in probably at least 10, 15 years. I haven't seen one in about twenty. Yeah. Yeah. I saw one one time near Monroe, Michigan at a gas station. Old farmer mm -hmm. gets out of his truck, yeah, wearing some overalls, like a pelican. <laughs> okay yeah right. there was an old woman that i would see around fort wayne back in the day sometimes right yeah like a pelican sure right okay and then i saw i saw one yesterday on another older fella right right so maybe it might not be the iodized salt and the inability of the thyroid gland to produce thyroxine and release it and so forth and it's accumulating the thyroid it could be something else right i could don't be. know yeah. I don't know everything that can cause a goiter. Yeah. But I know one when I see one. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And uh, he had a, it was, it was putting a lot of pressure on his t-shirt. It looked very weird and it made his limb look like he was wearing a V-neck. Okay. Very strange. Yeah. Well, uh, I hope he does better soon. Hope he gets rid of that goiter. <laughs> he was pretty old. I don't think he's getting yeah. rid of it. Yeah. That's probably, that's probably true. There comes a time where the goiter is there to stay. I, I think, I think at some point, like, you know, I'm going to say once you hit, 70? Yeah. Goiter for good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I think that's probably a safe bet. Right. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, well, if all you got is goiters, I guess we can get right into the uh, right into the queue then. Okay. Uh, we've been yeah. long winded the last month or so, anyway. More long winded than usual. So let's let's jump let's jump right into it. Um, okay. So first up, we have got Checkpoint with Gravedigger uh, slash On the Run, just like a two songs two song single. This band's from Melbourne, Australia, and fittingly, it comes to us from Brody, also Australia. One our I would say at this point our top Australian correspondent. Um, then we have got Ernst Lieben with Bald Verds Ernst. Uh, this is this comes to us from. Well, <laughs> it's interesting. I don't. I'm not sure who this comes to us from because <laughs> as I'm looking down at the list of notes that I took beforehand, sometimes I think I'm typing the right thing on my keyboard, but I don't look at what I'm typing. You know, yeah. so it came from somebody. But what I typed down is Srek, S W R E K, Srek. Uh, no, oh Derek! It came to us from Derek. I think it came from Sirach. It came. It came to us from. It came. It came from the founder of Vulcan philosophy. Yes, it came to us from Sirach. Came to us from Sirhan Sirhan. Uh, so yeah, I don't know anything about this. He he just said that it's uh it's some German stuff, and he really liked it. But he has a policy of not paying more for shipping than for the actual item, which is a reasonable policy. So he didn't buy it, but he he deserve he thinks it deserves to be heard. Then we've got Chard with Lasting in Pain. This is a band from uh, Deerfield Beach, Florida. We had this band on before. Yeah, we did have this band on before. We just didn't have this particular release. This nope. just came out in May. We had Prayers of Malediction on a while ago. Yeah, quite a while ago, like a couple years ago. Um, this was sent in by Jay from Cold Brats. Um, so, yeah, I didn't know that they had released anything new. This just came out in May. I know that I like the last thing enough to bookmark it. Yeah. So, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, that stuff was good. Uh, then we have got Primal Brain with It's Still it's still All a Game. This is a band from Oklahoma City. Uh, this was sent in by a couple people. Yosef sent it in and Alex sent it in at, at uh, separate times. So mm -hmm. at least a couple people think this is good enough. This to band's check really out. good. I've got the first demo and recently ordered this, this tape, actually. Okay, sick. Uh, then we have got Blackwater Sniper with Extra Violence. This is a band out of Chicago, Illinois. It was sent in by uh, Michael, who, uh, who sings for the band Saren, who we had on the show very, very mm -hmm. early on. And uh, this is a I've seen I've seen this band's name on a few flyers recently. I think uh, I think our buddies Nakai and uh, Flux Capacitor played with them up in Chicago at the Albion House recently. Okay. And uh, Michael says it's like two dudes who dress in ghillie suits and uh, play like grindcore stuff with a drum machine. So that sounds very uncomfortable. Yeah, for sure. I'm into it. Like, but you mean it sounds uncomfortable like wearing the ghillie suit and performing yes. in it? Yes, for sure. Then we have got Funeral Chant with Dawn of Annihilation. This was sent in by uh, by James, our buddy James Leiter, originally from Indy, now out in Oakland, plays in a very, very good band called Glowing Brain, who I had at the house. Uh, I don't know. The, the time is slipping away from me. This Earlier this year, I want to say. A couple months ago. Yeah, more than a couple months ago, I, I don't think. I think it was that long. I, it wasn't that long, but it was like, I think it's like four or five months ago. I don't think point. it was that long ago. I'm pretty sure it was. I don't think it was. Uh, so uh, this is two of the other members of Glowing Brain play in this band. Um, and he described it as, you know, some, some good-ass metal shit. Uh, Glowing Brain's great, so I assume this is probably going to be good. Then we've got Dark Circles with Frantic Death. This was sent in by our buddy John. This is out of Montreal, Quebec. Um, he said he was looking for stuff similar to His Hero Has Gone and stumbled upon this. Hmm. Then we have got Bitch Hawk with Passing Out. This is a band from Stockholm, Sweden. It comes to us from Matthias, our, our un, I mean, undebatably, our number one if not only Swedish correspondent, I, the only dude in Sweden that listens to us. There's one. No, actually, we have a decent amount of Swedish listeners, uh, and we do have a couple other people from Sweden who send stuff in. But Matthias is is by far the number one. 
Um, then we have got, so this has been kicking around. I've seen a bunch of people sharing this and I haven't listened to it yet because I knew a few people sent it into the show. Um, this was sent in by Bob and I think a couple other people have sent it in since then. It's a conservative military image with their demo. It came out in March. It's some oi shit that appears and sounds and appears sketchy, but is not. I guess they wrote like no boneheads on one of their releases or like a social media page or something. And I think that maybe... I haven't listened to it yet, but evidently the lyrics are not particularly sketchy, and uh, the imagery might be like a knowing, a knowing uh, wink kind of like, or might even be lampooning Ooh. this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because to look at it, you would immediately—I mean, I would immediately assume racist oy. You know, right. That's probably also good. Mm, that shirt's pretty nice. Uh, <laughs> wait, what shirt's pretty nice? This one. Uh, let's see. Oh, that is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a good, that is a good fucking See, shirt. Here's the thing, though. You're constantly explaining yourself yeah. if you wear that shirt. <laughs> yes, for sure. Constantly. You, you got boots with white laces. It says conservative military image USA on the with, back. Yeah, <laughs> boots with white laces surrounded by a chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says yeah. conservative military image in, you know, like old English or right. some shit with USA. Yes. You are constantly <laughs> explaining yourself. You're getting head nods from all the wrong people. Uh, it's one of the main reasons I very rarely wear my Death in June shirt anymore is just because it's like I, I don't feel any sort of way about it, but it's just like I don't want to I don't want to confuse anybody into thinking I might be on their side. <laughs> here, like here, I, I, I want to wear clothes that keep everybody away. Right. Yes, exactly. That's my goal. Right. right. Yes. But the last thing I want to wear, like, I really like that shirt. But the last thing I want to wear is clothes that bring people I really don't want to talk to to the table. That's exactly that's exactly my issue. Right. Uh, but a bunch of people have been posting about this and saying it's good. And honestly, uh, the name is also good. I like the name. It's, yes. it's catchy. It sticks in your head immediately. And then last up, we've got Squint with Feel It. This is a band out of St. Louis, and this was uh, self-submitted by the band. So let's uh, let's roll the dice. All right. Six. Okay, six is uh, Funeral Chant, the stuff that James uh, sent in. I think he described this as, like, doomy, death metal-y. Uh, certainly looks, looks to be that. Um, the release is Dawn of Annihilation. You can find this at funeralchant.bandcamp.com. And let's see here. They have got, there is a title track on here. Um, they have the first song queued up to play. The title track is also, it's not, it's this, it's like the longest song on this, on this. And most of the songs are clocking it around like three and a half to four minutes. Mm -hmm. And there's two slow burner, a presumably slow burner long songs. So let's go with the opening track that seems to be probably more representative. So we're going to listen to Terror Spawn by Funeral Chant off of Dawn of Annihilation. All right.
We just heard the song Terror Spawn by Funeral Chant off of Dawn of Annihilation. And that was that was very, very good. Uh, clearly, the, the folks uh, from Glowing Brain uh, are, are highly metal literate because they killed it in Glowing Brain. And I actually do remember them mentioning that they like, two of the dudes played in a death metal band. I remember them mentioning this specifically. Oh, so they're in this band. Yes, two of the guys from Glowing Brain okay. are in this band. Uh, Glowing Brain is great. This is great. Like I said, clearly very metal littered. Yeah, this is uh, a good way to start the to start the show. And pretty much, I'm a sucker for anything that rides the Angel Corp rail. Oh Angel yeah, Corp's rail. For like, sure. Like you know, Titian Blood or however fucking pronounce that. Yeah. Titan Blood. Yeah. Um, uh, fucking Diocletian. Yes. I, I'm pretty much a fan of anything that is going for you know Angel Corps. Yes. Um, and that's pretty much where this is, at least that song. Yep. Uh, I don't want a single track on this to slow down. No, no, for sure. Like, just utterly relentless. Yes, absolutely. Uh, logo sick. Lo- logo for, looks like it's a direct ripoff of Black Funeral. Yes, it does. Um, <laughs> but it's a pretty sick logo. For sure. Yeah, this is super sick. I want to get the record, but I did spend a couple bucks on some 1981 releases. You did, yes. Um, so I can't yeah right yeah, yeah for sure i you know what i might be able to i did just i i did just sell like 11 12 shirts in the course yeah. of like 30 minutes yeah. they weren't expensive shirts but nonetheless probably enough to justify like a 22 dollar expenditure I, so. I didn't i didn't spend obscene let me let me reiterate i did not ex- spend like mortgage money no on anything no, no. from 1981 right I did buy a couple releases from 1981 where the price was right and it sounded good. So. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, this was great. I don't have a whole lot to say about this. You nailed it. Yes, they're absolutely going for an Angel Corpse thing here, which is also a thing that when done this well, always works for me and I never get tired of. It's fucking great. Absolutely unrelenting. All the riffs are good. In uh, in less skilled hands, th- something like this can turn into riff salad really quickly. But this is uh, this is done with an Im- immense amount of finesse, where everything just keeps pummeling you and still feels uh, incredibly cohesive. It's really, really fucking good. I mean, looking at it, it looked slick. I knew that at least two of the dudes were in a band that is really good. Mm-hmm. I assumed this would be good, but this is 
Uh, this is different than I expected it to be and probably still better than I expected it to be. It's it's quite good. Yeah, I, I, like I said, this is this is right up my fucking alley. I can listen to this all day, every day. Yep, for I don't sure. really, I don't, the only thing bad I have to say about this, yeah. if I have to pick something, right? Uh-huh. If I have to give a thorn. Sure. The, fun- the, the, the logo is dope. Yes, but the album art. The album art. It looks kind of fucking phoned in. It's a little, it's a little lacking for sure. Like the border looks really good on it. The yeah. logo looks really good. The typeface and looks then really like good. That but then Photoshop skulls. And yeah, that stuff. that's uh, that's not particularly uh, sick. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's like eighty percent of the way there. Yeah, uh, for sure. But yeah, that I agree. That's that's the only thorn I would get it, give it. Everything else is all roses, baby. Yeah, all roses to funeral chant. This was very very good, and I will for sure be checking out and potentially purchasing the rest of this LP. Let's uh, let's see what's up next. Seven. All right. Seven is uh, Bitch Hawk with Passing Out. Bitch Hawk, not a great name, but they're from Stockholm, Sweden. You know, I feel like we get a fair amount of names out of Sweden that we're like, you know what? Not the best, but English, not your first language either. Fair enough. You can find this at bitchhawk.bandcamp.com. This is just, uh, this is just a single song. They, uh, they came out with something in November of 2018 um like a tin song like proper proper release and this is their first thing since then uh, and it's just one track all right so hold up hold up hold up before we get into this yeah Be- and the only reason i mention this is because they this is like right at the top of their page uh-huh. listening to bitch hawk is easy okay even if you're just slightly into heavier tunes you will instantly raise your fist uh-huh. explaining what it is is harder Bitch Hawk play punk, hardcore without hesitation, but blends in all sorts of metal, sludge, trash, black, jazz, and make it sound as if it's just rock and roll played with the formula. No triggered drums, no lowered strings. In 2018, they released no less than two albums. Now they are back. Okay. Okay. Uh, this wait. This is this is good. Passing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> is in a sense about fatherhood. I love my kids. But they are slowly killing <laughs> as they go stronger, as they grow stronger and more capable. Every day I lose my hair, virility and life force. <laughs> right now I need to reset a wrecking ball, a night off and five shots of alcohol. Okay. Yo, the <laughs> you know what's killing you? Uh, the five shots of alcohol. Yeah, no you doubt. Know what you need to do <laughs> is master and regain your virility through diet and exercise. <laughs> that's that's exactly right. right. If yes. you want to best your kids when they are at their best, yes, you need to be better than you were when they were born. That's exactly right. Yeah, right for sure. Um, the line about losing his virility and life force too just immediately reminded <laughs> me <laughs> yeah. of Skinner. Oh, oh, Skinner from fucking uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, from Doctor Strange. <laughs> I don't. I do not avoid women, Mandrake, but I do deny them my fluids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, of the, one of the greatest. One of the greatest characters on film in, in all, and, all and, history. And Mandrake's like, oh, yes, oh sir. yes, yes, of course. Yes, of course mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Uh, okay, so let's let's listen to this. We're we're. Uh, I'm gonna say we're coming into this front loaded for sure because I've seen some things here that are giving me pause because I also see in their little bio section it says. Just uh, the line, take one of Sweden's most respected jazz guitarists, a billboard songwriter from the Swedish songwriting wonder, an established rock singer and a talented drummer, and you get perhaps unexpectedly the hardest rock you'll hear this year. I doubt it. Uh, you know, I fucking mm, doubt it. Is it going to be harder than what we just heard? <laughs> I doubt it. Let's, uh, let's find out, though. Let's give him a fair shake. We're going to listen to Passing Out by Bitch Hawk.
All right, we just heard the song Passing Out by the band Bitch Hawk from Stockholm, Sweden. How'd you feel about it? A lot of high and fire vibes there. Yes, for sure. Like, immediately, you know, I'm thinking, like, Divermis Mysteries. Yeah. Like, not, not super early high and fire, sure. but, like, a lot of high and fire vibes there. I got to say, this was better than I expected, given yeah. all the fucking pomp and circumstance of above. You don't need to mention that you're a most respected jazz guitarist. Who are you Who are you serving in that? Who gives a shit? Yeah, who fucking cares? Right? Your name will carry if you're actually that fucking respected. And also, what a, what a sick twist this would be if you were digging into this band, and instead of putting that shit up front, you were like, oh, wow, this band strangely features one of the most res- well-respected jazz guitarists in Sweden. Yeah. Instead of just being like, hey, you know what we got in the band? Check this out. We got some pop songwriters and a respected jazz guitarist. And yeah, because that make, immediately makes me think, okay, here we fucking yeah, go. Yeah, here we go. We got an actual professional dipping his toes in waters that he should not and could not swim in. Right, yeah, Right, exactly. coming over to the kiddie pool to fuck around. <laughs> yes, right? yeah, 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 for sure. But actually, yeah, this is pretty sick. It was pretty good, yeah. The, I, I immediately noted the High on Fire comparison is very apt. I noted, like, some, some desert rock-style riffs in there, some, like, Caius or Fru Manchu-style riffing in there as well um and then there was like some unexpected uh like crossover elements because on the side there it's like he's they said it's neo thrash punk hardcore sludge speed metal and i was like i don't know is it and then they did hit a thrashy riff in there like a genuinely thrashy riff this is well put together it's not necessarily a thing that i would seek out uh but i wouldn't tell somebody to turn it off either and it was well produced and well played and well performed and uh at the end of the day felt immensely less false than I expected it to be, uh, consider all, considering all of the pretense. I bet if you went to a show and this band was in the bill, didn't know anything about them, yeah. they're the best band there that night. Right, yeah, yeah, I mean, not, sure. not just musicianship-wise, because, you know, right. like, you don't know what to expect. Right. Fuck, that band was really good. Yes, for sure, for sure. I think that's probably, I think that's probably fair. I went into this really front-loaded on just being like, Yo, suck my dick. Fuck you guys. I don't give a shit that there's a respected jazz guitarist in this. Right. I don't give a shit about your uh, reflections on fatherhood right. and it's needing five it, shots. It's 1981, motherfucker. You're right, yeah, yeah. Hardcore doesn't give a shit about you, right. what you think. And it certainly doesn't give a shit about fatherhood. It don't give a shit about your credentials. It don't give a shit about the fucking dude from the hives that produced your shit. Right. It don't give a shit about your fucking money. Sure. Right? Yes, but... Fuck you. But, all in all... It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I, I don't know that it full on like piqued my interest where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go d- dig into this, but I, I, I must give them their roses. I must give them their props. This was good. I wasn't gonna, mad at it. I'm going to check out. I'm going to check it out. I will. I'll I tell you this. Yeah. Um, you can tell that this is not these boys' main gig. <clears throat> oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, okay. So they do have a full length. Right. Um, they do have a full length with ten, ten songs. Ten on songs. Yep. Okay, so never mind. I was going to say, did they just release three singles between October 2018 and today? No, they got they got a proper a proper full length effort with ten yeah. songs on it. Yeah, so okay. I don't know. Maybe I'll dig into it if I'm if actually I'm, they've got quite a they go back, they go back a little ways to 2017. They've got quite a few releases on here. So. Right on. Yeah, if I'm feeling if I'm feeling charitable with my time, I might I might give these boys a little I'll bit probably, of it. I'll probably check this. Well, out. you you let me know how it is, and then I, based I on like your recommendation, better than you. Yes, you do for sure. I just like High on Fire. You know what I mean? I, I don't have any real connection to them. Um, so yeah, if it's good enough, you let me know, and and, and I'll dig into it. Yeah. Um, all right. What's uh, what's up next? Two. All right, two is uh, two is the German stuff that I was interested to check out. Yeah, uh, Ernst Lieben. It looks like the the the, the album art. Yeah, for this tape 
Looks like somebody took a picture of me in the back. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Or, just, or me just, on any given day. And just sketched it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I actually have a full-length mirror in my bathroom that I sometimes stand in after I get out of the shower. Just kind of scowling and looking at my body. Yeah, I was going to say, just kind of reflecting on my on my failing body. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. For sure. My wiener hanging down. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, let's jump into this. So, yeah, this is Bald Verds Ernst by uh, Ernst Lieb, and I, I don't know what to expect here. Um, so let's see what song they got queued up to play. They have the first song queued up to play. These songs are, are pretty long. Not, they don't. They have the second song queued up for me. Uh, oh, though, yeah, they do. Okay, drum yeah, Drum Machine. Okay, cool. So we're going to listen to Drum Machine by Ernst Lieben. Ernst Lieben.
right. We just heard Drum Machine by Ernst Lieben, which uh, translates to Serious Life. Okay. Uh, and the, in the English translation of this record it, title is Things Will Get Serious Soon. So I mentioned to you while we were listening to it that this immediately brought to mind the phrase, this is the time on sprockets when we dance. Yeah. <laughs> immediately. This is a little bit craft work. It's a little bit Devo. It's 100% German. Uh, it's a little bit uh, Digital Octopus, which is the, the solo synth project of the dude from uh, Reeks and uh, Condor that does, like, synth synth covers of old, like, punk and hardcore songs, like Cro-Mags and a screwdriver cover and stuff in this exact style. It is both actually good and very funny. Uh this was this was great. This is really stupid. I mean, I fucking loved it. The when the the first time the supplementary background vocal came in, I was like, oh yeah, okay, I like that. I like how dumb this is. This, I really I really enjoyed this. I I wasn't sure how long I like four minutes and thirty seconds. Yeah yeah yeah. Like, Boy, but actually it kept me engaged the whole time. Yeah me too. Pretty much grinning like an idiot while this is playing. I really like this. And I was thinking, you know, like immediately, like I was thinking, this sounds like the soundtrack to some like goofy science show sure yes. i pictured like mad scientists or some shit yeah. some msk 3000 or something like yeah, that yep um and what a difference it would be if you had like breathy or just like deadpan female vocals over this instead sure yes totally different tone to yes, this. yes absolutely like the, absolutely you know it's it's the vocal delivery that really kind of makes this what it is yeah for sure for yeah. sure. And I appreciate that about this because, yeah, you could put, like, some beautiful... Like Ricky or something yes. over this? Yeah, exactly. Because there are parts of this where I'm like, okay, yeah, this this sounds like a Ricky like a Ricky part for mm -hmm. sure. Um, yeah, you put, like, some a legit, a legit good female vocalist on this. And this elevates this into a sphere where it becomes immediately accessible to a broad swath of people. Yes. Whereas you do this, and it's accessible to almost no one. Right. And I like that that one little adjustment makes just a world of difference. Right. Not just in who it, who it appeals to, but also in... Uh, in like the entire energy, the entire experience. Yes, the entire right. experience, right? Because yeah. you—that's truly the only thing you would have to change. I, I don't. I don't think of Mad Scientist or Mystery Science Theater three thousand. No, when I listen to Ricky, no. If that happens, yeah, right. No, I, it's something totally like if that if something like that is over this the exact same song. Yes totally different experience yeah for sure so yeah I, I don't know i like this this is this is just the kind of stupid bullshit that i that i love you know yeah, i really like this i'm definitely gonna be listening to this tomorrow yeah for sure same um okay cool let's uh let's keep it pushing let's see what's up next three all right three is primal brain you can find this at primalbrain.bandcamp.com this is uh it's still all a game which is uh you know it's a, a solid nine song effort it's that's a very solid effort that's what i like to see baby i like to this see this is this is a solid uh you know this is a solid like 15 minutes yeah as, 17 and a half minutes as as it should be you know as yeah. it should be um so they have got the first song queued up to play let's uh let's jump in with that we're going to listen to ciafreecams.gov by primal brain off of it's still all a game Oh, 
you go. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, why, that's why I bought it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super, super good. Uh, and and exactly in line with where I'm at mentally right now. Yeah. Uh, as far as just what I've been consuming over the past couple of weeks. This is this is a very 80s and a lot of decisions that it makes. Like, particularly yep. the guitar playing on mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. Like the So that's something that you hear you hear precious little of in contemporary hardcore, which is like, there's a tendency because it's easy to do. And like, it's the natural thing that I think a, a hardcore punk guitarist is inclined to, to just like down pick the fucking power chords or the bar chords or whatever. And leads are used sparingly or strategically. But something that I really like about a lot of eighties hardcore, one of my favorite things about the guitar playing in particular is that leads are sort of haphazardly incorporated into the riffs, right? They're not overlaid. There's not dubs or anything. They are just interspersed sporadically into the riffs themselves. Mm -hmm. And it, it creates a, a really, really satisfying sonic texture when it's done well, it breaks up the flow, but it doesn't break up the momentum at all. And no. it adds just these like little flourishes and the way that they chose to instead of like strum some of those chords to pick them out and throw in just like a little lead up on the neck and then go back into the power chords was like really really masterful that was super good yeah it was really good um i i, I don't their 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 um previous tape it's all a game yeah super sick i don't know if we talked about this band before or not I don't know that like, we did I, I don't hear about this band a lot yeah i know it's kind of weird and right? to me it fits right in with like you know it brings to mind a lot of other bands that are doing maybe a bit more of a uh, stripped down sort of sound. Yeah. Like, like Reek Minds or something like sure. that. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? This is definitely a bit more of, uh, th there's a bit more, um, I guess, going on in the total composition of, the, of these songs. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, it fits right in with so much of that stuff. And it's, it's so fucking, it's so fucking abrasive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the production on this is good. The fucking, all of the levels are, are in the red on this. It works really well. The guitar is blown the fuck out, which I love. The, the lyrics are also really fucking sick. It, I mean, everything about this is good. The presentation is good. It looks good. Uh, yeah, this this should be uh, this should have a lot more this should have a lot more shine than I think it does, especially considering it came out in May. This has had a few months to sort of circulate, and I haven't really seen anybody talking about this, including myself. So I'm I'm just as much at fault as anybody else here. But this is really really good. Uh, you know, we don't have a we don't have a huge listenership, but we have a decent enough amount that uh, hopefully this will boost this a little bit because i think this is this is up there with some of my favorite stuff that i've heard this this year just based on that track i'm i'm immediately going to listen to the rest of this as soon as i get a free second yeah this for sure super super good we'll uh we'll pick up a tape absolutely no questions asked that is mm -hmm. very fucking good uh all right what's next four four is uh dark circles this is the stuff that uh that john sent over dark circles with frantic death you can find this at darkcircles.bandcamp.com. This is the band that is based out of Montreal, Quebec. Uh, the opening song is also the title track on here. It looks pretty representative of general runtimes, except for, of course, the closing eight-minute song, which is, you know, he compared this to His Hero is Gone. So if you're doing that era of, like, heavy, crusty kind of stuff, the obligatory eight-minute album closer is, uh, is, you know, par for the course. So let's listen to the title track. We're going to hear Frantic Death off the record of the same name by the band Dark Circles. <laughs>
Okay, so we just heard the song Frantic Death off the record of the same name by the band Dark Circles from Montreal, Quebec. And that's about the best example of that style of music that I've heard in quite a while. Yeah, I so I've been having a bit of a a bit of a we'll say D beat renaissance. Sure, yeah. Just personally, yeah. I'm feeling it again. Okay, okay. Right? Yeah. I think it, you know, um yeah, just listen to like the first Hervit Cadet sure. seven inch right, yeah. with the Hardcore eighty one stuff yep. and um, yeah, and then just been going down a rabbit hole of that you know Scandinavian Jawbreaker yep. um, th This reminded me, so yeah, this definitely reminded me of his years going obviously right. Like yes. I don't think you can really, I I don't think you can really have like a heavy D beat band yeah and and not have some sort of connection to his heroes gone sure. But yeah, this also reminded me, you know, something that's a little maybe faster, like you know, severed head of state or something. Sure. Like oh yeah, that. yeah, sure, yeah. You know, yeah, this was super fucking good. This is exactly. This is almost the only thing I listened to around like two thousand three. Yeah, 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 for you sure. Know? Yeah, and um, yeah. yeah, this was really fucking good. I am, uh, I am going to buy that tape for certain. Yeah, this was this was remarkably good. Uh, I was I was really I was really surprised and impressed by this just because huge huge beefy sound yeah the sound is fucking great so the production the tones and everything on this this is definitely this is uh this is an expensive gear crust band saw mm. many of those bands in the basement of your old house the harrison house when they bring down the soft tech head you know you know what you're you know what you're in for they got the soft tech head but they got the appalachian terror unit back batch mm -hmm. that combo it's mm -hmm. like okay i know what kind of crust i'm getting tonight and at the very least it's going to be fast and loud and the tone's going to be good uh this was also really really well written unrelenting fast the whole time the riffs were good the production was great the vocals were excellent uh you know looking at this i wouldn't immediately be like yeah i'm gonna check this out because it's got the look of like dark crusty stuff of that exact era that you mentioned that for me is like at this point in my life i'm not immediately gonna assume oh i'm gonna love this and, and this you know yeah i mean this does toe up to some of that higher production stuff from like you know the early mid well like the mid aughts you yeah. know what i mean Disfear sure. and stuff like that right right um, some of the relapse stuff releases that came out like that, but sure. man, this sounded really fucking good. No doubt, man. This was exactly what I wanted to hear. I, I've been well, basically since um, basically since uh, that new Night Feeder release. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. basically all I've been listening to is sure. like disrupt and you know crust and DB. Yeah, yeah. This uh, this absolutely ripped. This was great. Thanks to John for sending this in. This is uh, this is this is very very fucking good. Um, okay, let's uh, let's listen to something else. Yeah, we got time. We got time for a couple more. We got some messages, but we're you know we didn't have a long preamble. We got so. time. We, we got time to go. So this is um, uh, one. Okay, one is checkpoint, which I, I know nothing about other than that it's from Australia, and uh, I like the I like the look of it. You can find this at checkpoint.bandcamp.com. Uh, this is just two songs: Grave Digger and On the Run. I don't think that one in particular was recommended to us. They got the first one queued up, so we're gonna listen to Grave Digger by the band Checkpoint.
All right. We just heard the song Grave Digger off of Grave Digger and On the Run by Checkpoint. Man, that was, that was so, so, so good. I loved that <laughs> so much. I had no idea what to expect. Yeah. I tell you what, we said it last, I think last week, the week before, Australia is on some shit. Yeah, dude, they are on some shit, man. They just, they can't stop. Right. It's nuts. Man, so I I think this, this episode, Yeah. we haven't had an episode where I really like everything. Yes. Like this mm-hmm. in a long time. Yeah, same, dude. Everything like, like rips. The weakest thing on here is that bitch hawk. Yes, and that's still good. And I think probably if that's really good, I probably would like it a lot more if I didn't if if I wasn't a bigot. Right, sure. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? same. Yes. Like reading all that fucking shit right. they put on there really kind of like yeah, you sure. know what I mean? Yeah. But like everything tonight was very good and I'm not sure which is the best cuz like as I was listening I was like this is the best thing we heard. Yeah, yes, exactly. But then I think about the other stuff we heard I'm like, "Oh, that God. was really fucking good exactly. too." Exactly. That funeral chant was super fucking good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so man, this yeah, this was really good. And what I liked about this as opposed to a lot of Australian stuff that comes out um in this vein and a mm-hmm. lot of music in general that comes out in this vein, right? Yeah. I mean, is brevity's always good. We talked about this, like, last week or the week before. Right. Yes. But this is, like, a full-on, like, this is a full-on complete story of a song. Yes. And, you know you know what I mean? Like, I feel I feel like nothing was skimped on. Not at all. Nope. And the three minutes and six seconds of this was utilized masterfully. It very much justified me sticking around for a little over three minutes. I was going to say the exact same thing. I just was going in on how specifically this style of stuff, even though brevity can work to its advantage... Hyper brevity to me uh, can also be a really it can be the weak point in the chain, right? Uh, because I think that if you're a, a good enough songwriter within these general boundaries, you can write stuff that is going to last the test of time in like a really significant way. Because this kind of stuff, you know, is the shit that I find myself revisiting the most frequently over yeah. the past few yeah, years. Yeah, because it lets me sit down and dig into it. Exactly, it's not just a snippet. If you ask me, this is every this is this song at least we heard mm-hmm. is every bit as catchy and good as anything off um, you know the, the power plant full length. Yeah, People yes, son, dude. I think this is as good as power plant. I think this is as good as any of the Satanic Toga stuff, the GT <laughs> stuff. This was really good. This was really really good, and I think we kind of got the jump on this too because it just came out in uh, on May fourth of this year. It's just two songs. It's the first two songs they've released. And I don't think that this has even come out on cassette yet. Uh, they they hint at an upcoming full album, which right. they, they state that we're not ready for. But after hearing that song, I am indeed ready for a full length of this. Yeah, for real. Yeah, this is this is really, really, really good. Uh, I'm gonna try to track down some more information on who's in this band. Who's I'm, in this? Yeah, I want to know. I'm gonna hit up. I'm gonna hit up uh, Rohan, who's who plays in like uh, plays in that 1-800 Mikey band and stuff. He's always sending me like GT and Satanic Toga shit. I'm gonna yeah. hit him up and see if he's got the scoop on uh, on who's, who's in this who's, band, who's in Checkpoint. Yeah, for sure. And like what what their plans are because if this is a if this is not on a stateside if this is not a stateside release set up for this already, we gotta jump on this one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We gotta jump on this one. Yeah, because this is fucking good. This it's really good. I will. I, I want to get this in the United States by hook or by crook. I want if, more than two songs. Yes, for sure. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. This was really good. Yeah. All right. Cool. So I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick a pin in this and uh, and and come back to it and do do a little research because I yeah, I think this is my favorite thing we heard tonight. Yeah. It's really. It's it. it it's definitely the thing that maybe like 
smile the broadest. For sure. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. As soon as this kicked in, I was like, oh, shit. Right. Okay. Right. All right. I'm into this. Um, all right. Let's, uh, at, at our own risk, but we got the time to do it. Let's roll the dice one more time and see if we can keep up this this streak that we've got going. We've got at least, uh, we got a couple things on here that, that I think stand a good chance of, of keeping it up. Okay. Three. There we go. So that is conservative military image. This is stuff I wanted to listen to anyway. It's the whole reason you wanted me to roll. It's not the whole reason I wanted you to roll because I, I also wanted to check out that charred stuff. Oh, yeah. I was pretty well, sure that was yeah. going to be good. Yeah, yeah. The other two things could go, you know, those could go either way. Man, do I love how. See, that's the thing. God, we said it before. Like, yeah. number one. Yeah. Traditional, traditional skin attire. Yeah, sure. Hands down, the best fucking look. Yeah, in it's punk. it's so sharp. Yeah, hands down. Yeah, right. Can't wear it though. You, you can't really wear it. No, because it's either it's it, especially when you adopt it late in life. You're it's a costume only. You right. know what I mean. And if it's not a costume, you're an intolerable person. Right. Because you're like right. a 35 year old man who's trying to join the skinhead crew. Right. Or something. Right. You know. Can't wear any. I so I, it's weird. I actually ran into at the pop up I did a couple weeks ago. There was like a girl that came in who looked like a normal sort of like tattooed alt girl. She had plugs and whatever. And then like slowly, quietly behind her, clearly not shopping, but just along for the ride was this like trad skin kid with like chops and like ox blood docks and shit. And I was like, what's up, man? Are you are you from around here? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm from around here. And I was like, what's your name? Do you come to shows? And he was like. Oh, not really. I, you know, I don't really know anybody around here. And so I like told him about the house and stuff. And I was like, come out, man. It's the grim skin himself. It was, maybe it was the grim skin, dude. It could have been the grim skin. But he looked sharp as fuck, you yeah. know? He was killing it. It was yeah. great. I was like, man, that looks good. I know, but you can't go back and do it now. No. I, and and it, it doesn't work. I don't think it works for... Um, I don't think it works for for folks with like a heavier build. Sure, yeah, that's that's tough. Right, that's tough. It's yeah. real tough to pull off with a heavier build. Yeah. You just look like a fucking fat slob. Yeah, 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 for sure. Right? Yeah, it can go that way. And yeah. you know, like like they don't they, straight up, mm -hmm. they don't make clothes nice clothes right. that I look good in. You yeah, you there's no Fred Perry or Ben Sherman that on the market that's going to fit Those you. companies don't make anything that even kind of sort of fits me. No, not at all. Not even right? close. Not yeah. even not even like passably from a distance. In in fact, in fact they it's almost like they actively work against it because like their large or their XL is like sometimes a bigger medium like their right. shit is sized no, I, I would have to wear like a 5x yes yeah for sure and like a fred yeah fred like perry. in a fred perry polo yes for sure easily you would have to do like a four four x i would say reasonably and i i li they literally don't make i it. i already wear three like like three like i already wear four x button-ups sure yes from like you know fucking burlington Coat Factory. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah sure you know yeah 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 so yeah um, okay, let's uh, let's jump into this because, like I said, I've I've uh, I've been wanting to check this out for a while. Anyway, I think there's I think there's some newer tracks as well, which is uh, which is like uh, confirmed by somebody said that the in the comments here, good demo, but new tracks are better. I think they have re released something since then as well, but I haven't heard the song. Next so. comment is who's behind this joke band? Yeah, for sure. Actually, you know what? Let me let me check something real quick because actually we did we got sent a, a Spotify link for this, and it might be it might be the new the new track the new track so i'll uh, i'll pause for editing real quick and let me look at this okay so i i did the research pause for editing all that good stuff this will be so seamless to you studio magic 
even though there are a couple releases that are more recent than this, uh, this is the thing that was submitted to us by Bob, and I think a couple other people have submitted the more recent stuff. So we'll listen to the demo because that's what he sent our way. Um, and I guess, you know, start at the beginning. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is a conservative military Im image with uh, Skinhead. This is, uh, this is their demo. And uh, I, don't know, I don't know what the name of this first song is because it's not... Uh, Inheritance. Inheritance. Okay, all right, cool. So we're going to listen to Inheritance by conservative military image. Yeah. Okay, here's the deal. I'm not here to waste your time, okay? I certainly hope you're not here to waste mine. So I'm gonna keep this short. So we just heard the song Inheritance by Conservative Military Image off their demo. What, what are your thoughts about that? I wasn't paying that much attention, actually. Yes. I was kind of looking around um, and reading comments on YouTube and just sort of... Um, I thought the song was pretty catchy. Yeah, sure. Felt like it could hit harder. Yeah, I agree. And and according to the commenter here, it was a, it, the demo is good, but the new tracks are better. And I, I think that that stuff will inevitably pop up in the queue pretty soon uh, because, like I said, people have sent in the newer stuff. But I thought that was solid for a demo, for sure. And I've seen a bunch of people posting the new stuff, so I'm, I'm interested to hear. Uh, so, and I wasn't paying attention until... I'm so wrapped up in the... Um, uh, I guess the aesthetic of this band, sure, yeah, and, and the imagery. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like, man, I really like this, right? Yeah, um, it's super fucking sketchy looking, right? I was so wrapped up in just sort of digging around in the band a little bit. And, and, and reading YouTube comments that I ended up actually not paying that much attention, well, which sure. is too bad. Yeah. But I saw you at one point screw your face up and kind of, hmm. Yeah, well, so, yeah, so some of the lyrics struck me for sure, because there is, uh, there were a couple lyrics in here about like burning down your own neighborhood and like the future was a thousand boots stomping you out. And then there was a lyric about lyrics, the, the chorus in there was about like, you know, you, you shit where you eat, you piss where you sleep, you're, I you're a rat on your own street. And like, it, it kind of like, it could be interpreted and maybe I'm wrong, but it could definitely be interpreted as like anti-riot slash 
protest. Everything about this band could be interpreted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. Everything about this band, this project, could be interpreted. Yeah, yes, for right? sure. And 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 the infamous Justin Cook is commenting on it in the YouTube in the YouTube comments, which is like telling, tell, potentially telling in and of itself. Um, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on here that I really don't know. This could be a full on joke band too. You know what I mean? Like that's entirely possible. Um, this, this could, this whole thing could be like lampooning, uh, like conservative skinhead shit. Could be. Uh, maybe it's, maybe it's even a, a well-constructed ruse to, uh, lure people into the trap. You know what I mean? See, see what kind of people turn a blind eye and say, well, I know this is sketchy, but it's pretty good. A little bit of psyops. Right. Here's yeah, yeah. my feeling on this. This was fine. Sure. It looks super sketchy and everything like this, but you know something else that is actually sketchy? What's that? And much better. Huh. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's true. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, uh, no doubt. Uh, I mean, yes, confirmed sketchy as shit and also really good. Um, this, I am going to, I'm like I said, I'm interested to hear the newer stuff because I've seen people sharing it. And uh, I think the newest release is called like Summertime Skinhead or something too, okay. which also lends credence to the, the idea that maybe this whole thing is an elaborate ruse or a joke. Sure, well. I, I, I I do get that feeling. Yes. I do get that feeling from this because it's so fucking on the nose, right? Yeah, for sure. For it's it's so fucking on the nose. Yeah, like there's a song on here called For Club and Country, which I'm going to assume is like, you know, your football club. Um, it's, a total lack of neck. Yeah, for sure. Barbed wire boots slash wall outro. Everything here just seems like kind of perfectly constructed to like fit within the rigid guidelines of this brand of skinhead like yeah. boy stuff. Yeah. And I you know, no matter no matter what, right? Yeah. It's it feels like a trap no matter what. Yeah. Absolutely. In one way or the other, it's a trap for sure. Um okay, cool. Let's uh let's listen to some messages then. I think even though this wasn't as strong as a lot of the other entries tonight, my interest is peaked and at the very least it's got me it's got me wanting to to do some invest some deeper investigation, which is a triumph in in and of itself and probably is part of what this hopes to accomplish. So right. still well done, well executed. Let's uh let's listen to some voicemails. Yo, that uh, I'm a couple episodes behind, but that uh, shit with the fingerboarding, the like three paragraph essay about how important it is. Yeah, I put up with a bunch of that shit from uh, Kendama people for a few years in my life. And I remember reading multiple posts like, oh, I can't wait to go full Dama. And then everybody who did that dropped out and became hardcore kid barbers. So. Just uh, when I heard that, I could relate really well. Uh, I don't know. Eat shit. Is, is Kendama the little thing? Like with the, I had no idea. I had to with look the, it up. the balls on the string? Yeah. Okay, dude. It's why. <laughs> yo. This is really weird because speaking of like hardcore barber people, uh, Zaven just showed me like the worst TikTok account that I've ever seen recently. And it's a guy who like listens to hardcore and like does a really bad two-step and like talks about his day and it's not like a joke at all and he also does kendama like tricks and is like was talking about how he's pre performing in his or competing in his first kendama competition soon and shit and takes it very seriously so coincidentally I, I have some passing familiarity with the phenomenon that's being spoken about in this in this very message uh what you looking at there? don't we don't need to mention any names uh, uh, okay is that is that it that, no, this is not the guy. No, 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 not the guy. Okay. No. 
Um, I'll, I'll have her send it to me sometime and I'll show it to you. It's a, it's a real bummer. Okay. Um, but, uh, but evidently, you know, and that guy actually, so again, coincidentally, interestingly enough, the guy that she showed me, uh, his, or his horrible TikTok account, he actually looks almost identical physically, both in aesthetic and actual face to an actual hardcore barber guy that I know in real life, like looks almost identical to this man. So, so there's a couple things that I'm learning here right now. Mm -hmm. Number one, I'd, I'd, who would have ever guessed that Kendama was a thing? Sure. Yeah. Who would have guessed? Not me. Not me until I was not, recently not me exposed to it. Until I just Googled what the fuck that word even meant. I actually thought that maybe because Google Translate isn't always, this guy had pretty good diction. Um, yeah. Every every word in the, the, the voice-to-text Google Translate is correct. Yeah, for sure. That's a rare occurrence. It is a very rare occurrence. But I thought it was an error. I'm like, what is that word? Yeah. So I looked it up. Sure. It's something stupid. Yes. Had no idea. Right. Right? Why would, why, what the fuck? I don't fucking know, right? man. Don't Apparently know. people like that shit. And then you just mentioned hardcore barber. Yeah, yeah. So, so you see, you escape so much from just simply by not having social media. And I'm envious of your ability to do this because you, like I've said before, you really get the best of both worlds because you can do endeavors that other people can promote for you, like our bands and our show and stuff, yeah. but you don't have to actually interface with it. And I'm envious of that position, but there is a, um, there is a hardcore, uh, usually intolerable, not always, but usually intolerable hardcore kid to professional barber pipeline. Um, it's it seems <laughs> it seems to be like the the sort of uh, it's a it's a fallback career path for a lot of unskilled laborer hardcore kids that don't have a GED. I like, so. I'm wondering what the who the founder of this was. Yeah, like who's the who's like the prototypical? Who's the proto? Because because yeah. you know there's this has to be an example of like a founder effect. It has to be right, and exactly because like one dude who's like, yeah, man, you know, I couldn't do anything worthwhile. I couldn't seek gainful employment anywhere, and I had three illegitimate children to support. So uh, I just started cutting hair, you yep. know, and then somebody else was like, fuck, I could do that. You I, know, I, I will tell you this. Yeah. Right? Now, I don't go to a hardcore barber. Sure. Right. My barber and I talk fishing. Right. Yeah. 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 His barber shop used to have a, a fishing shop and a bait shop behind it. I, I know. I know the one you're I, talking about. Yeah. yeah. The, does a good job. Sure. Right. The, the, the one over uh, by the co-op. Yeah. 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 For sure. And uh, I saw, you know, I still go there and he had to close the, the bait shop because of yeah. the pandemic and fucking supply shortages and shit. And that was a bummer. Right. But um, so I, but he, apparently there's a hell of a lot more that goes into becoming a barber than I thought. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a skilled trade, right? It's something you have to and learn and apprentice in and stuff. If you know how to do it. Right. And you get a, you know, Solid, because people are always going to grow hair. <laughs> it's a, it's a job for the rest of your life for sure. Right? You know, it may not uh, it may not like you're not going to buy a mansion, but you're probably going to pay the bills. Right. So I am not I am not besmirching sure the 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 vocation of barber. No, not at all. Admirable profession. Sure. I am going to uh, shit all over the concept of a hardcore barber. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because there's so <laughs> a lot of them have like begun to treat like because there's like circles, you know, like social circles of like hardcore barber. And people. People that I observe that like all know each other and they're all intolerable and they all have kids with multiple women and shit. Yeah. And then like also they kind of treat it like tattooing. I was gonna say it sounds like tattooing, yes. but with hair. It is it is tattooing with hair. It one hundred percent. Uh they're all like really tacky people and also like they do guest spots. <laughs> 
at each other's barbershops and stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, like, like guest vocals on each other's shitty record. Yeah, that, that, plenty of that too, right? And uh, I've, I've seen like various posts of these people that I know in my like extended social circle who's like, yo, our boy's fucking guest shopping at Black Cat Barbershop this weekend in Columbus, you know? And it's like, what do you mean you're doing a guest spot? All the people are getting the same high fade yeah. fucking hard part haircut. Right. That's it. And another ironic thing about many hardcore barbers that I know is that they're all bald, <laughs> which is great. You know? It's fucking awesome. I definitely have eyeballed it just thinking like, man, if in 10 years things don't fucking crack out for me how I need them to, I guess I'll just become a barber. The thing is we don't fucking need it. Yeah. It's just a fucking haircut. Yeah, for sure, man. Anybody can do it. Absolutely. Like if 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 you've trained to be, not not anybody. You know what I mean? Like yes. If you if you've trained to be a barber, you got your barber's license. Yeah. Show them a fucking picture. Anybody worth their salt can do it. You can teach a champ to be a barber. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, it's it's not the same thing as like yo and, and like as obnoxious as tattoo culture is. Yeah, there are some folks that are definitely uh, a step ahead of everybody. Else. Mo most certainly, but I feel like I feel like the 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 uh, the plateau for barbering is like you hit that a lot quicker than with tattooing. Yeah, because you can be a you could be like a good entry level traditional tattooer and you're sitting at about the same level and you're not really offering a lot more than what many others do, but you're making a decent living. I feel like that is. That's it with barbering. With the, with tattooing, you can then like there's several echelons that you can yeah, then ascend. And, and not only that, but like it's just fucking hair. You it's fucking priss. It's just hair. Who gives a shit? Yeah, man. Shave sure. it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, man. There's not that much to it, man. You know. <laughs> you fucking diva. Yeah. Shove it up your fucking ass. Yeah, it's not a culture. You it's know? not. You want it to be. It's not. It's and just a vocation. Kendama, no. Right. Right. Yeah. Fucking shove it down your gullet. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Fuck well, you. Well, let's uh, let's hear the next hear, hear the next one. Hey boys, what's up? Just uh, grilling some sausages here. Gonna try and keep this uh, short for you, so I don't send you to therapy. Anyways, um, yeah. So basically, what I was saying is that I went to the candy show like last week or whatever, and um, the green-haired onlooker who likes turnstile and decided to check out hardcore i think they're already at the gates because i i saw them at the candy show now i don't know if you were talking exactly about this won't have any lasting impact on hardcore which i probably agree with but the um uh, i think the immediate impact in the 200 cap room anyways is here like those kids are here and um i didn't think it would happen because i thought mgk was gonna I said, oh, those kids will never, I'll never see those kids. And um, then Turnstile accelerated the process. So, yeah, sorry. Hopefully this is under a minute and a half. See you later. Bye. So, yeah, there. I'm not discounting your lived experience here. Uh, but I will say that I think Candy is also, they're on the periphery of, like, what I would consider like borderline successful hardcore. They're not, they're not successful and they're nowhere approaching levels of like turnstile or something like that. But I think they have the potential to appeal to the same sort of like not fully uh, like both feed in the culture type of person, like a green haired uh, septum ring kid. Uh, so I don't know necessarily if, if turnstile was bringing those kids to the show or if, if can't, if that's just kind of candy's demographic right now. It may or may not be. I'm not really sure. I just know I've seen the the new record getting a fair amount of hype 
and definitely from people that aren't like dyed in the wool, uh, you know, pile on and lyric shot on the back of their T-shirt, hardcore kids. So and here's the thing. Who cares? Yeah. Also, because yeah. there we've said before, like this shit isn't it, it's not for everyone. Sure. Nor yeah. should it be. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but if you can make it past. Right. The, the, the gauntlet. Yeah, come uh, on that's in. That's the thing. Then come on in. Right, exactly. Because so, uh, so something I, I wanted to talk about a couple of weeks ago, and I'm not going to get into here. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it to one or two sentences uh, just because we were going long a couple of weeks back. But like, you know, we were talking uh, when I was specifically talking about just like the D&D movie and all that kind of stuff. And like I reflected on my tendencies around uh, my sort of inclination to disinclude people from things that I like, but at the same time acknowledging that tendency in myself too which the is the duality like, of man sure yeah if you if you get past the gate then welcome in you're you're part of it and that's the thing for me is that I, I don't, uh, to use the like popular parlance of the time I don't gatekeep things that I like to to uh, keep genuinely interested parties out or to dissuade them I do it to to dissuade interlopers you know right. what I mean like people who will people who are going to come in and they're going to project their own expectations for what like subculture should be onto right. it and be revisionist historians and stuff like that don't go to a Watain show if you don't want to get hit in the face with a fucking horse head exactly that those are the type of people I hope to uh, I hope to discourage right so you know what if the green-haired septum ring kids come to a show and they don't like it cool it wasn't for them and if they stick it out good for them and here's the thing no one's going to stick it out. Yes. Yeah. No one does. <laughs> On a long enough timeline. Ev everyone checks out. Yep. Unless, unless, no matter how high functioning you might actually be, there is definitely like something eating at you. Sure. That gets in the way of pretty much uh, success. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's me in a nutshell. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, it's me. Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. You know, like I do okay. Yes. But look at me. You, you could be a lot more successful than I you could are. Be, but I'm just too much of a contrarian and too much of a shit. Sure. Absolutely. Right. And I, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Let's hear, uh, let's hear the next one. I'll try to speak with less slurring this time. Do you think the kids listen to shit like Cardiacs and Black Randro, Black Randy and the Metro Squad? I'm guessing they don't, but I think they should. Uh, mainly because I like that shit and I'm tired of being alone when I listen to it. On outside of that though, do you think hardcore is in the jazz phase because Pop music is in its most just uh, basic form. Like you think about the times of like when hardcore is coming out, you've got Steely Dan with all their fucking jazz shit, and like pop music is something very complicated but yet groovy. And so to go out against that three chords and fuck you. And now uh, with pop music just being the same rhythms, the same uh, harmonic textures held the same melodies. Um, maybe that's why we have punk rock that is uh, sounds like fucking, you know, more jazz than it does rock and roll. Anyways, that's my thought. Fuck off. Okay, so for, first things first. No, kid, uh, definitively, as somebody who is forced to interface with kids on a semi-weekly basis. They're not listening to Cardiacs. They ain't listening to Cardiacs. They ain't listening to Black Randy and the Metro Squad. I definitively, love, no. I love Cardiacs. Cardiacs are fucking great, but no, they're not listening to them. And so, Tim, I think you mistook what we mean when we say hardcore is in its jazz phase. It, what we mean is that it's taken a similar trajectory to jazz and that it started as uh, a musical form that is distinctly countercultural and 
undeniably innovative, especially within the musical landscape in which it existed at large and as set against like the pop music landscape of its time and how over time, just like jazz, hardcore has become far more based on like ritual and rote recitation of uh of like trope style and form right then it has innovation right and jazz did the same thing just on a, a, a timeline that's bumped back you know 20 years or so or whatever so that's what we mean by that i i don't think that uh I mean, uh, you listen to different stuff than we do, by and large. Maybe there, is, there, maybe there are hardcore bands that are sounding more jazzy than they are rock and roll. I don't but want that to happen. If, if so, I don't, I don't want to hear it. I think the early Dillinger Escape Plan, Escape Plan is about as far far afield as I go with that sort of the, thing. The EP and Calculating Infinity, or, and then I'm done. Then, I, then I'm out. Then I'm all the way out the door on that shit. So, uh, so yes, just to clarify, that's what we mean when we say hardcore is in its in its jazz phase and it's in its jazz cycle. Um, all right, what's the next one? Hey, so this is, like, basically in response to the whole of, like, tunics, Ken Mode, piss jeans, rant, I rant the strong word, uh, laugh, and, like, as someone whose favorite music is, like, Ken Mode, specifically, uh, like, all those people are, like, DIY as fuck, and all those people are, like, at least in my experience, are, like, pretty real as fuck, um, but, like, I, I understand where y'all are coming from and, like, where at what point that, like, you know, it's something's a little too smart, but, like, punk adjacent or punk itself, it gets, like, co-opted by NPR and then it becomes idle, so it's just, like, corny shit for your dad. Um, but, like, at what point is it that and is, like, is... Is there ever a moment where, like, like no matter who those people are, is, is it just, like, a certain set of, like, musical values or, like, like compositional tropes that just, like, even if they were, like, your boys, you know, um, you would still be like, oh, this shit is false, even if, like, personally those people aren't necessarily false. Um, hopefully that made some amount of sense. IDK, Ken Mode rules. Y'all are idiots. Um Maybe fuck off and die. Maybe don't. I don't give a shit enough to really tell you either way. Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, I mean, we kind of covered this at the top of the episode, which is that our borders are drawn in, in such a way to just uh, align with our tastes. Right. It's convenient how that works out, right? right. So I, I don't know. I don't know where, where or how you could draw a hard line on this particular topic. I usually feel it out. It's usually an intuition thing. And yeah, there's definitely a point at which, even if they're my boys and I know that they're real ass motherfuckers, what they're doing is false. And I, I actually think I can speak with a fair amount of authority on this as certainly between you and I, and perhaps even among our listenership, somebody who's made the most false music. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? I, I did, I did acoustic singer songwriter shit to try to have a career. You know what I mean? And I, tr as much as I tried to dress it up when I could in a way that made it feel slightly less embarrassing and like, no, but I still like hardcore. You know what I mean? And like, uh, I'm going to do a floor punch ripoff shirt it is false, right? It was it was a thing that took off, uh, it had legs much sooner and in like a more pronounced way than I ever expected it to. And I was like, oh, well, I don't want to have a normal career and I don't have any real skills, monetizable skills. I should probably jump on this opportunity to see the world on somebody else's dime and try to make some money uh, while doing it and see how it goes. And ultimately it didn't really crack out how I wanted it to. I got tired of it. I didn't like doing it. So I stopped. But like, 
I was a dude who I would consider not false doing a thing that was false because I had my own ends in mind while doing it. And there are plenty of people that we know that are friends of ours who play in bands that would 100% fall in line with that exact same thing. And that's why when I talk about this stuff, I usually try to specify, yo, I don't begrudge anybody going for it. You know what I mean? If that's nope. what you're like, for example, if Kelly Clarkson called tomorrow and was like, hey, you want to play in my backup band? Yeah, absolutely. I'll take that gig, whatever. It'll enable me to buy records that I like and live my life on my own terms more so than having an office job would, which isn't even a possibility for me anyway at this point. Sure. So I'm not I'm not really pissed about it. I just draw that line for me where it feels natural. If right. I if I get the feeling if something raises the little hairs on the back of my neck, that's that's all it is, you know? So, so yeah, and that's the thing. Like I, I don't doubt that Ken Mode are real dudes. They've not been at doing all. it for fucking ever. Yeah, for right? sure. And that's yeah. admirable. Right. And they're and it's not like they're fucking millionaires, so they're they must be doing it for real reasons. I just don't give a shit. Sure. I really like piss jeans. Love them. Um yeah. you know, and the thing that I the thing that I don't like is the airs that get put up about me. Sure, right? right, exactly. I'm I'm just not a big I am not a I'm not a fan at all of self promotion. Yeah. Which you basically need to do if you want to make money sure. at anything that you're uh, at anything sure yeah <laughs> right yeah i'm not a fan of self-promotion yeah um i'm not a fan of and a lot of these folks you know it's not their fault that like the label sure is sending an article to idiotq right right or whatever yes right yeah it's not their fault it's just that's that's the fucking business sure i'm not interested in like you know as much as I love Negative Approach and think they're still one of the fucking sickest bands you can see live, mm -hmm. right? I'm not interested in all the, like, you know, Negative Approach live at Walkin' and, like, you know, sure. all, I don't give a fuck. Not I'm at not, all. I'm not interested. Why would anyone want to see Negative Approach at Walkin' Fest in this giant fucking fest? Right, yeah. I'm just not interested in the 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 the, the uh, media presentation. Yes, and, and the business aspect of it. I'm yeah. not, an, and, and so like specifically what brought this up was that tunic band. Yeah. That picture's fucking false. Yes, sure. Right? Right. I, I, I want to see dudes just hanging out. Right. I want to see how you really are. Yes. I'm not interested in, in it's, it's why as much as like in my, in my, uh, <clears throat> recent excursion into, you know, revisiting D-Beat and just older stuff, mm -hmm. you know, and just letting YouTube do its thing or Spotify, exploit, you know, exploited has come up. Sure. Hey, those fucking early tracks are good. They're great, yeah. Right? But look at them. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> right, yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and and that's the whole thing. It's it's the airs and that 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 it's something more than it is. The yes. airs that, like, Cloud Rat is doing anything important. Right, sure. The airs that, like tunic are you know a little bit smarter a little bit higher you know higher minded than your average right to be frank i probably we even said it yeah i would like that tunic stuff more mm -hmm. if the outward presentation were much more fucking low-key and yes. honest yeah for sure right and and i think the the in, fully intended side effect of presenting in that way too is that you just attract a listener base of people that i personally find intolerable right. and that would find me intolerable right. You know, it's so there's it's a whole thing that goes along with it. It's not that I even mind idols as a band. I think they have some tracks that are pretty good. But you're right. It does just become lame shit for your dad very quickly. And the people that are populating those shows aren't, aren't people that I really want to brush shoulders with. It's not people that I feel like I have anything in common with. I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to be there. Again, you know? in the theme of the evening. Yeah. Everything about it is is antithetical to the spirit of 81. Right. Yes, exactly. And And that's... 
look, man, I'm a, I'm a small minded person right. by my own admission. I understand that it limits me at every turn. It's limited my ability to, to succeed in a career. It limits my ability to even live a remotely sort of like just a, a life that has any degree of consistency to it. I get it, but that's who I am. To some extent, it's innate to my character. It's something that's uh, inalterable in me, and it keeps me from liking shit that I might otherwise like because it appears gay to me. It almost happened tonight. Yes, right. Yes, it, it almost happened With tonight. With right? Right, exactly, for sure. Yeah, so Just shut the fuck up. No one gives a shit that you're a jazz guitarist. Yeah. You're in a pretty good band. Fuck off. Yeah, just play the riff, man. That's all I want. Okay, what's the next one? A uh, do-over because I got cut off by a lady in a BMW. Anyways, uh, I work at a venue, and uh, we do meet-and-greet packages all the time, and uh was catching up on podcasts, and I heard you guys talking about that. And every single time, it's the same deal where people pay all this money for these artists that I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe that anybody even actually wants to meet this artist. And then they show up early. They're super jazzed. They get this huge merch package that's like posters and a big bag and all this stuff. And their face turns to sheer terror when they learn that we are a no in and out venue and they have to stay two hours before the show starts after their meet and greet, hanging on to this giant bag of crap just to get a photo in front of like a little sheet that says the name of the record label. I, I never understand it. And uh, yeah, the, it, who does this? Okay, so first off. Yeah. No re-entry venues. Yeah. The worst. For sure the almost worst. Almost enough yeah. to deter me from even fucking going yeah, yeah, to the yeah, show. Yeah, for sure. Almost, yeah. Right? I got to really want to go. I need an escape. At yes. least provide me, at the very least, provide me a room where I can go that isn't full of pricks smoking and drinking. Yeah, yes. And I don't have to, like, like just give me a safe room. You're like an outdoor patio, a no-smoking outdoor right. patio. You right. know what I mean? Right. Something. With no one else. <laughs> yes, yes, with no one else. Right, where I don't have to fucking look. I would pay a premium just if I could have a little... They make these. Yes. I wouldn't pay that much for a premium. Sure. But, I, you know, i give you an extra 10 bucks. Yeah. Give me a closet. Give me the owner's box. <laughs> I don't even know. Just give me a closet sure, with yeah. a chair right, right. so I can go sit. <laughs> yeah, right. like a little deprivation like, chamber. Uh, this this bed sucks. I'm going to go sit in my closet. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and no yeah. one can bother me. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty good. Right? Yeah, sure. would just fucking leave me alone. It's it's like a it's like a fucking venue in a capsule hotel all yeah. in one. I can just go up to my capsule. Yeah. Lay down. <laughs> yeah, like I don't I don't even you don't even need amenity. Give me a bucket to piss in. Right, sure. Right, a yeah. bare bulb. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'll bring some Sudoku to keep myself occupied and a fucking metal folding chair. Right. Right. Yeah. Just give me that space. I'll give you an extra fifty bucks on top of, to for, to rent that closet for the show. Yes. That way, when you know Ken Mode is playing, right. I can fuck off yeah, yeah. and go sit in the closet. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah. To, to answer your question, who does this too? It's it's funny because I I've mentioned before, you know, I just accept every friend request I get on Facebook because it's in the interest of self promotion, right? And so I can when I post about this show or a show that I'm booking or whatever, kids know about it, um, and uh, you know, it opens up booking opportunities and stuff like that. So I'm not discerning about who I who I accept on Facebook. So I you know get deathcore kids and all sorts of shit. Also, that's that's very that's picking up that's picking up on the Sorry, mic. I got to fiddle with things. <laughs> 
I know. We got to get you a silent. We got to get you a silent. Uh, uh, what what you what you call it? Uh, stimulation cube, whatever something. the fuck they're called. Um, but uh, but anyway, so a kid posted about that like I think today, and I I do I do a thing where I if somebody posts something that even remotely I don't like, I just mute them in my feed so I don't have to see it. So if I'm scrolling through to look for shows or something, I don't have to see this stuff. So I usually I see it once, but some kid was posting about. I don't know. It wasn't suicide silence, but it was some, it was a death core act of some sort. And this was like a 30 year old man. I said kid, it was like a man my age, uh, was posting about how there were VIP meet and greet packages. And he's like, oh. man, should I, should I pay for this? And it's really expensive, but man, this band's so important to me. And like, you know, would I, would I, would it be stupid of me to do? And it was like, you know, 60 people in the comments that also all had like huge plugs and septum rings being like, no man, that's awesome. Go meet your heroes and stuff. So the people who are doing it are like a, like fully normal people who, who the concept of celebrity still appeals to them in a way that's like genuinely confusing to me and be like death core kids who have the same feelings about it, but just their heroes happen to have like really bad tattoos i can't think of a single person on earth no i would pay to meet not no literally not, not at all as i've said before rivers cuomo from weezer had to make me take a picture with him i can't think of a single person yes i mean because why i mean and we've talked about this on the show before too it's just like the whole concept of paying to meet someone is psychotic to me because right. if anyone paid to meet me I would immediately question their character. I, honestly, on if if I were ever in a position where that was a thing, yes, I wouldn't do it. No, it's it, awful. Absolutely. Even when like when I like toured and and I did my gay ass acoustic music and I and I and I had people that were veered certainly more into the normal end of the spectrum than the the subculture end of the spectrum and people would like want to meet me or get my autograph or something. It was a weird experience right. for sure. And one and I don't say that with any sort of like serious judgment or, or like derision or anything. It was just genuinely fucking weird and uncomfortable and I didn't like it. And I tried to gently deter people from like uh, remaining in that mindset and be yeah. like, I'm just a, some fucking right. retard, man. Right. Like just be normal. Right. You know? Who, and, and, and yeah, exactly. And like the band is important to you. Yeah. Like they're the heroes. What the fuck? Yeah. That's weird, man. That's why when, when people are always like, Oh man, this dude in this band did this awful thing and I can't listen to the music anymore or whatever. It's just like, dude, why are you forming imaginary relationships in your mind with pe with strangers? Because people's heads are fucking broken, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We are. We we just at 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 an evolutionary level, mm -hmm. we we are not capable of handling the media with which we are presented. No, not at all, man. We're not capable of handling it. Our no. brains are not meant for this shit. Yeah, and it's 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 moving too fast for us to adapt to. Yeah, for sure. Because these are all just morons. It's why I said, like, I don't think there's actually anything, actually, like, you can't, I think that, like, actually being truly happy and content is impossible. Yeah, sure. Because our brains are just not meant to handle the avenues through which we think we can achieve fucking happiness that, yeah, sure. that's presented to us. Sure, yeah. I just don't get it, man. I would never fucking do that. I would never fucking do that. I'd feel bad about taking people's money. Yes. What the fuck you want to pay to like? Like I would berate you if you did that. Right. What, why the fuck are you paying me? Here, take your fucking money back. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? And then I, I would, you would feel bad. Yes. And I, you know, I'm not opposed to like talking to people if no, I, if I see them out and about. Sure. You know, I, but you know, when we were, you know, met Claire when, when I met Claire when we were in uh, Columbus. Yeah, yeah. Or in, 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 Dayton. in Dayton. Yeah, sure. Awesome. Yeah. 
super nice. Yes. Right? You know, why, why, why the fuck would I want to put, like, it's just so fucking weird. It's gross, Literally, man. it's making my skin crawl It's right gross. Now. It's really gross. You know what you do? Yeah. You, you know what you, this is what, I, I'm not going to do this. Okay. But let's say an extreme character. Mm-hmm. A G.G. Allen of our era. Right. Meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Blow your fucking brains out. Right <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's a move. That's right? a good move. Yeah, absolutely. That's a fucking move. For sure. Right? Yeah. Like, meet and greet. Uh-huh. You got all the money right. in front of you. Sure. Right? Yeah. You, all the money's right there in front of you. Uh-huh. Lay your head in the money like a pillow. Boom. Blow your brains out. The money's fucking useless. Nobody wants that blood-soaked shit. No, not at all. Bad memories all around. Sure. Bad juju on that money. Yeah. Right? I'm Time right. is fucking ruined. All those people that paid to meet their hero aghast because their hero just blew their fucking brain out. You know what? It can't be a GG person because the people that come be like, whoa. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Sure. It's, it's got gotta, it's it's gotta, gotta, gotta be a Kardashian. It's got to be. It's got to right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I'm into that. Right. I, 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 I yes. I, mm, yes. I would like to check people's rampant. Let me tell you what. If Kardashian worship, did that, yeah. my opinion of the Kardashian is one Hats, hats the fuck off. Right. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Yo, your roses. Yo, they were fucking real. Yeah, they were fucking way realer than I ever could have imagined. That's fucking really cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah, actually, no matter how much I dislike somebody, they pull that move. That parting act absolves them of everything right, else. I'm right. like, you know what? God damn. Real motherfucker right there. That was a real one right there, yeah, man. Yeah, R.I.P. Sure. in peace, man. Yeah, for sure. All right, we got, uh, we got two more. Let's listen to these. How we doing, gentlemen? 6.55, Saturday morning. Man-eaters, hell regal, two days spent. First day, bug house at Fort Wayne, uh, presented by yours, well, not yours truly, but uh, Demo Listen's very own Gray. Uh, we'll be at the bug house with, what is that, Observer and Antlers at Root. Ant- <laughs> Antlers is roots. I've been drinking all night. Sorry, dudes. And then uh, the day after, Chicago at Tone Deaf Records. That's at 6.30, done by 9, boys. Nice and early. Get you some shut-eye. That's Maneaters, Hell Regal, and Dangus Tarkus. All right. Have a good one. That's true. That there show is coming up. Coming up in just uh, the one at the Bug House is like just under two weeks out. It is uh, it's Friday the nineteenth at the Bug House. So you know if you're in the tri-state area and uh, specifically if you're not close to Chicago, if you're up in Michigan or Ohio or something, and you've been wanting to catch man eaters, come catch them on this run. Uh, we have a bunch of people from Kentucky and Ohio come out to shows at the Bug House. It's really not a bad haul. We have plenty of space there. We can we can host easily 120, 150 people there. So, you know, if you're thinking about it, you got a two, three-hour drive, come through. It's going to be a really good show. Man eaters fucking rips. We saw them down in Indy a while back, uh, along with Hell Regal, who was also really good. So, yeah, come to that show for sure. All right, let's listen to our last message. Just came to us, uh, just came into us like a few hours ago, actually. All right. Hey guys, it's uh, Tyler Hammer. I'm having a great uh, weekend. I hope you guys are too. Uh, things are pretty good. Uh, I have a little gripe that I want to, uh, you know, air. Um, I don't think people should do 15 minute time, uh, turnover times anymore. I think that's pretty unreasonable. It's just not going to happen. It just never happens. I've seen like ten minutes too. It's like, let's let's be fucking real, people. Come on, twenty twenty five minutes at least. Because like, who wants to rush? We're having a show. We're having fun. I hate like rushing. Um, 
September 2nd, Leaking Head Show. Yeah, come on out to Rochester, New York. It's going to be cool. Um, check out the Chaos Compound on Instagram, too, for the last shows we got. Because uh, we're already going to be done. One year. Pretty cool. Did a lot of cool stuff. Um, we'll be around. Uh, Leaking Head's playing in Cleveland on the 30th of September and Columbus on October 1st. So maybe catch us there, too. Peace. All right, so he went the totally opposite direction that I was thinking with uh, the 15-minute turnover time. You want a shorter turnover time. Fuck yes. Yeah. Let's get it moving. So To me. Yo, nine bands? Yeah. Is that how many they're playing in the September 2nd? Yeah, yeah. If there's 20, 25 minutes between nine bands, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No doubt. We're dropping the show. Um, yeah, no, I think 15-minute turnover time is is just right, actually. Um, I'd, I wouldn't say less. I would say 15 is just about right. And Tyler also, you know, as we've talked about on the show frequently, as we were just talking about, we're, we're not well-adjusted men here. Uh, I... I get what you're saying, and I think that's a position that many people share, which is like, hey, we're at a show. We're having a good time. We're hanging out. But I, I'm always rushing towards the finish line with that See, shit. The thing is, like, I'm, I'm all for hanging out if sure. I like you. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what's nice? Yeah. Is hanging out after, after the show. After the show. We'll go get some Mexican food. Go get something food. to fucking eat. Right. Hang out, relax, make inappropriate jokes. Yes, on a much smaller scale, right. too. Because I don't want to hang out in the midst of 50 other right. people, really. I don't want to stand around holding these fucking records for 13 hours in this no. no re-entry venue that what the fuck yeah no not at all right yeah no no get it fucking let's get it cooking yeah and and i and you know what keep the energy high sure i want you to be soaked like soaking wet and bloody and fucking exhausted afterwards that that is my i don't want any recovery time yeah between. yeah that's my feeling too is like i like to keep the momentum going i to me i just like i one of the reasons I don't like fests that much at all, even with there a bunch of bands I would love to see, you know, even like Convulse Fest, which is exhausting, is because like I, I just don't have the capacity to remain in that sort of elevated energy state for that long, like where I'm, like consuming high intensity music for an extended period of time. I like it to be like a two hour window tops usually you know what i mean like a four band show i think 15 minute turnaround time is, is I'm, just fine i'm uh, it's 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 like it's like it's like working out i'm yeah. i'm good as long as i'm still moving yeah 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 for right? sure yeah i can go for a while yes but give me give me 25 minutes to sit down mm -hmm. and like my ears to stop ringing yeah and realize oh i'm kind of hungry yeah yeah and wander off for sure no yep then you're checked out you fucking crazy yeah, absolutely. No, I, I'm, I'm all for keeping it moving. And at the bug house, I don't and have... Especially, like, okay, 25 minutes. Yeah. I could see it if, you know, I don't know, it's, it's fucking immolation. Sure, yeah. And they're doing a 45, 50-minute set. I'm like, Jesus right. Christ, guys, let's go. Yeah, but right. when the sets are twenty minutes yeah. tops, but when twenty minutes tops, and there's more downtime between than bands yeah. actually playing. No Yo, way. If your set is twenty minutes tops, if the if the average set set time is twenty minutes tops, yeah. And honestly, who the fuck wants like as much as I like that primal brain shit? Yeah. You better not play more than twenty minutes. Hell no. Hell no. Right? No, no. You better not fucking play more than fifteen to minutes. seventeen is kind of the right? sweet spot. Honestly. So if your set time is twenty minutes or less, yeah. Ain't no goddamn way that the downtime between bands should be longer than the actual fucking set. No, no way, Jose. Right? Yeah, I'm not with you on this one, Tyler. You're fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, buddy, but no way. And so, and and if that's how it's you know if that's how it's gonna be, 
Yeah. Put us up first and I'll leave. <laughs> yeah, we'll drive back to Fort Wayne. Right. Yeah, we'll drive back to Fort Wayne. Um, okay, we got one text message, but I want to I want to stick a pin in this and come back to it next week because it's a question covers you like more the, than the original. I'm sure I can think of some examples think one, of that. I, we'll come back next week, but I'll I tell you one right off because I just listened to it. Uh-huh. Uh, protest. The disrupt cover of protest is better. Or, protest and survive? No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. I'm here. I am farting. Okay. Right. Um, um, on the sauna split. Um, yeah, the, the, the disrupt cover of protest is better than the conflict version. Oh, okay. Oh, the, okay. They covered conflict. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so, uh, one off the top of my dome, that's, it's totally outside the realm of like hardcore or punk and it's only kind of, kind of a cover, uh, because it was kind of, it was more like given to her to perform, but there is also another version of the song, is the uh, Sinead O'Connor rendition of Nothing Compares oh, to yeah. You versus the Prince rendition. And I am a Prince mega fan, so I don't say that lightly, but uh, that Sinead O'Connor version is, it's a, it's a real tearjerker. It's fucking good. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll stick a pen in this, come back to it next week, because I can I could probably find a couple examples. Yes, yeah. they're know? both dead. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wait, is Sinead O'Connor dead? Pretty sure. I don't think she is, man. Sure I think she's, she's just not doing so hot. But I'm, Prin- pretty, I'm Prin- pretty sure she's dead. But Prince is dead for sure. That's uh, undebatable. Sinead, I'm not 100% sure about. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure she's she, dead. She may be dead on the inside. Uh, I think she's still, no, she's still I, alive. I, think she, her, I thought she was dead. Her physical form is still toiling. Good. I'm glad she's still alive. I thought she was dead. No, she's... You know who's going to die. Who's that? I told you about it. <laughs> she's not doing too well. I still, still don't know about the veracity of that claim. She's not doing too well. Um, okay, so if you, uh, I already told you how you can submit, mu- submit music, so you don't need to know about that. But if you want to call in, leave us a message, just keep it a minute and a half or under. I beseech you, 260-222-8341. You can also leave us, uh, shoot us a text message. If you want to become a Patreon subscriber, it's patreon.com slash podcast. And we got a bunch of new stuff going up in the coming weeks. So it's a good, good a time as any to sign up. Thanks to everybody who tunes in, and we'll catch you on the next one.